Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today. So we've been talking about the Beatitudes, and today the last one, and it's an important one, because it's one that a lot of us struggle with, and it's becoming more and more of an issue to be followed and to understand Jesus' way of thinking in the time in which we live. So a lot of verses today, we want to get right into it. Here we go. The Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 10. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then Jesus, unlike any of the other Beatitudes, he goes on to elaborate further. And I don't think there's a new Beatitude, it's just an elaboration on the eighth one. Here we go. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Have you ever been persecuted for doing the right thing? Unfortunately, we live in a world where it seems like no good deed goes uncriticized, goes unpersecuted, goes unrewarded with negativity, and often it seems like the bad deeds get all the attention, get all the publicity. Indeed, here we are on YouTube. You want to have a lot of likes on YouTube, do something crazy, bad, terrible, sinful, you get a lot of likes. You'll get a lot of views. You'll get a lot. You'll build your channel, shall we say. And yet doing things that are good and righteous, wholesome, that's slow. That's hard work. That's, um, that's, that doesn't get near the uh, reward that maybe sin does. What kind of a world are we living in? And because of this, it's so easy to fall into the, because we all want to be liked, to not do the things that get the negative responses. And often doing the right thing gets the negative response. Why is, why is it that persecution comes? And what does it look like? Of course, Jesus not only talked about physical persecution, which sometimes we have. Sometimes I've had, not a lot, but sometimes I've had. Some of our friends who come on here from other parts of the world, they do experience physical beatings and, and, uh, or, or loss of job or getting paid less than people who are non-Christian at their workplace. Things like this, they receive that. Whereas often in our culture, our persecution is of a softer nature, shall we call it, insults, being canceled, being rejected. People don't want to be our friends. People uh, don't want to include us. They uh, mock us, ridicule us. This also is persecution that Jesus talked about here in Matthew chapter 5. And all of it, let's see why it comes and how we're to respond to it. Jesus said in, in describing why people persecute the righteous, John chapter 3, he explains why. This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. If you're walking with Jesus, and if you're following Jesus, this is why people may not like you. Because there's something in your life now that is shining bright, 
Your life is a contrast to their life. Your kindness, you're not complaining, but rather giving of thanks. Your determination not to do what is sinful, not to run with the crowd. Do you remember the first time you were persecuted? Boy, I remember some of them with mine. One of my best friend who he basically wanted me to sin with him and I wouldn't do it. He looked at me and he said, he, you know, so upset that I wouldn't run with the same sin, do the same thing that I probably would have done several months earlier. And he was upset, said I was a fool for being a Christian, didn't want to be my friend. And he rejected me that day, didn't want anything to do with me, uh, didn't even speak to me until I remember it was literally the last day of high school. And this was three years later. I remember others early on in my Christian life. This one guy in our in our school is particularly violent, and uh, and the word got to me through uh, a common friend that he wanted to beat me up for one simple reason: he didn't like that I was getting religion. Well, why wouldn't he like that? Because my faith in Jesus and my shall we say Jesus cleaning my life up shone, shined the spotlight on how evil his was, and he didn't like it. His conscience bothered him. The people are are upset when our goodness following Christ, the, the holiness that God develops in our life, the righteousness, the love in our life, it exposes the sin in their life. And so they, they may not like you for it. They may want to be against you. I'm sure you've experienced that as well. Look at what Jesus said to us. This should bring us encouragement, but also a word of uh, warning and preparation. You ready? If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you, Jesus said. If you are of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, because of this, the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. If they kept my word, they'll keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know the one who sent me. You see, this is what it gets down to. The more you identify with Jesus in your life, the more you follow him, the more faithful you are to Jesus, the more people in this world who are of the world will who rejected Jesus will reject you. The more the people, the people who rejected Jesus will reject people who are like Jesus. We want to think everybody's good and good deeds are rewarded. And indeed, there are times when they are, but so often not. So often, that's not the case. Let's continue on and see what Paul said. He warned us, therefore, indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. 2 Timothy 3.12. My friend, if you desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. It's just that simple. It may not be you're beaten up. It may not be you're fired from your job. But there'll be things, big or small, There'll be people who will be against you, people who will slander you, speak evil about you, insult you. There'll be people who want to see you knock down a peg or two. They'll want to see you fail. They'll want to see you be upset. 
When I'm on campus, uh, I, I'm, I get it all the time. Verbal abuse, people disagree, interrupt, treat me rudely. I'm often asked by people, how do you not get angry? Why do you not get upset at people? How, how do you not lose it? Others in the crowd say, people treat you so rudely, so terribly, that they want to go over and hit them. And indeed, that's happened before. Why don't I get upset? Well, number one, I don't have that option. But number two, because I'm prepared for it, I expect it. Jesus warned us to expect this. Look at what we read in 1 John chapter 3, verse 13. He says, my brethren, do not be surprised if the world hates you. You know, I think we still are, aren't we? To this day, it's really difficult for me, if someone hates me, to wonder why. What did I do? Uh, I was being nice to them. I loved them. I cared about them. I was being kind to them. Why? The, where's the vitriol come from? Where's the anger come from? Why do people hate me? I don't hate them. And Jesus told us, don't be surprised if the world hates you because you know it hated me first. And still, it's so easy to be surprised. When, when preaching on campus or, or anytime, when Christians are criticized, it's so easy to think, well, boy, could we have been nicer? Could we have been kinder? Could we have said it a different way? And it is good, certainly it is good to consider, yes, could I have presented this better? But could I, can you present the truth of God and never get persecuted? No, you can't. Don't be surprised. I'm often told by people that they're trying to learn how to present the gospel in a non-offensive way. Well, I know what they mean. Some people can be just plain old offensive in the way they present the truth, and they are rude, and they wear it as a badge of honor, look, I was persecuted, when really they were rude. But you cannot present the truth of God in a dark world. You cannot bring the light in a way that will not offend at least somebody. Jesus said, woe to you when all men speak well of you. That's how they spoke about the false prophets. Keep that in mind. Churches that are trying so hard to never offend anybody, never say anything that would upset somebody, never say anything that would get some bad press or get some criticism or get some slander. Jesus warns, woe to you when everyone speaks well of you. Now, again, we don't invite it. We're not looking for it. We're not hunting for it. But don't be surprised when it comes. This is part of the cross we're called to bear. This is the world in which we live. If you stand for what's good, right, and true, you're righteous in your own life, you're seeking to please God, and you're persecuted for it, don't be surprised. Don't go sulking, thinking, what did you do wrong? It might have been you did something right. And if you're not getting any persecution from anybody, that's when you need to do some self-examination and wonder, have I done something? Am I really living godly in Christ Jesus? Because all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So number one, when it happens, don't be surprised. But number two, Jesus said this, be glad in that day and leap for joy. 
For behold, your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way their fathers used to treat the prophets. I remember one time, my senior year in high school, oh my goodness, I won't go into the details of it, but we had uh, done an evangelistic event, and we'd spoken clearly in this big assembly group of ours. We'd share the gospel, stood up boldly, and shared the truth. And oh my goodness, the school's in an uproar. They were talking about, should I be suspended? Stuff like this. And I remember one girl uh, who, who came up to me and looked me in the eye and 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 literally just laid it, you know, I mean, she just blasted me. How could you do that? And so, you know, so so forth. And by the way, what we did was good and right and true, and there was nothing wrong with it, but some people didn't like our gospel testimony. And I remember she laid into me, and then she turned to walk away. And as I walked, watched her walk down the hall, what could I do? This verse came to my mind. And so literally right there in my high school, I just jumped up for joy and praise the Lord. And you know what? That was obedience. That's what God told me to do. Leap for joy. Rejoice. It's so easy when we're persecuted to feel bad, discouraged, wonder, what did I do wrong? To feel I, I was a bad witness. I failed the Lord. I failed this person. And, to, and, and when we are persecuted, Satan wants to leap, heap on the accusation and, and the self-condemnation. Don't be surprised. Rejoice. Leap for joy. You got a reward in heaven. Be glad about it. Amen. Oh, Father, we thank you for how, Jesus, you just turned the world upside down. You helped us understand what's good and right and what isn't. You helped us understand that if we do what's right and we live for what's right and we love you and we love others, we would like to be, receive a pat on the back. We'd like to be commended. But so often we're rejected, hated, despised. And we know that when we receive that, Jesus, you did too. You are our example. Might we walk with you? Might we be like you no matter what the world says, no matter how they treat us? Because it is our deep desire to please you and to have rewards in heaven and to be what you want us to be rather than to simply be conformed to this world. Father, give us this day the strength to stand for what's good, right, and true in, the, in, in grace and in love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Oh my goodness, I love the Word of God. It's so practical. I hope you love it too. And I hope that as you come here day by day, it's conforming your life to the will of God. The Word of God teaches us the will of God. That's why we get into it every day. So if you're new, join us every day. Make a commitment, be here, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share with your friends, and uh, help, help grow our community. We are people who want to follow Jesus Christ and feed our soul every day with the Word of God. I love you guys. So glad to have you along. We'll be here tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. live. We're here every day. You can watch later on if you like, but I hope you join us. God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.